Mr. Court, Mr. Boz, Mr. Witch, it's showtime. There is no spoon. Yes, there it is. The flying guillotine is an awesome weapon. It's not practical. It's not even aerodynamic. But it's awesome. Easy rider. It's cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. They have fuel tanks the size of a pea. You'll get three miles out of that. Okay, okay. Could we possibly just talk about the damn movie? Obsessive Cinema Discourse. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this um, quarters episode of Obsessive Cinema Discourse. I am Boz, and as ever, I'm joined by the, um, well, antipodean awesomeness that is the witch. Hey, mate, you got to stop using that word, all right? It's just, it freaks me out. It, it's like a, like a $5 word that I don't understand. It's always the first one that comes to mind. I always try to be a bit more clever. It just doesn't happen. And then I realize I don't have a word anywhere near as cool to describe the, the, the awesomeness, the, the mighty beard that is the court over in America. How are you, sir? I'm doing excellent. I'm glad you didn't use that $5 word on me because as an American, anytime you say something I don't understand, you're automatically insulting me and I have to go after you. <laughs> That's a fake word. Hey, if it, fake word. If it means you come over here, we're all winning. Uh, right. <laughs> so you hear from my absolutely minced intro that it's my turn this week to pick the movie. And uh, I, I, I may live to regret this one because... This is a real rose-tinted specs film for me from, from my childhood, which I thought I loved. I've seen it enough times, but apparently quite a long time ago. So this is the film Time Walker from 1982, uh, which was stars some people and had a budget of $750,000. And... <laughs> How much of that went up the people's noses that made the film, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I I should apologize up front. It's not as good as I remember. But um, um you know, my 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 discerning colleagues here, I'm sure can find the good in anything and make this a fair and balanced podcast he said defending himself up front. <laughs> we, we we've met, right? Yeah, we've <laughs> we've done this before. You you know us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you've hung around us. You know you're not in for good uh, good times, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good job I have very broad shoulders. <laughs> so, if we start with a, a synopsisation of the plot, Professor Doug McCadden is in charge of opening his university's latest acquisition, a sealed Egyptian Egyptian sarcophagus. Opening it reveals an ancient mummy and a mold substance, which proves to eat the flesh of anyone touching it. Later, sneaky student Pete Sharp finds five hidden jewels in the bottom of the casket and distributes them to various co-eds on campus. Not realizing the mummy, recently revived and on an overdose of x-rays, is bound and determined to, to, to reclaim them. McCadden, who has carefully analyzed x-rays, the x-rays taken of the mummy, comes to the reluctant conclusion that it is not what it seems. So, um, normally the next bit is why we love this movie. Should I maybe start with why I love this movie? Yeah, look, you, you, you put in the rose tinted glasses and then we'll shoot them in half Billy Jack style. <laughs> with a foot to the face. Uh, so this is legit the only mummy movie I remember loving 
uh, pre the Brendan Fraser era of mummy movies. I'm not sure I love them. Uh, it's kind of creepy. It's not terribly acted. He leaves a pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the mummy glides around like a smooth motherfucker. Uh, the mold is wonderfully gruesome concept. It eats people's flesh. Um, the bad guy turns out to be not that all that bad at the end. And they promise a sequel that never arrives. And it's just <laughs> gloriously 80s. And I was done for not too much money. So I cut it a bit of slack. Look, uh, i got to be honest. I was going into this. No, I, I had probably two hopes. One was uh, a mummy that like a mummy. And two was was boobs, and I got about point five of that, mate. I got to be honest, uh, I got a mummy that looked like it was on roller skates, and no boobs. Yeah. There were no boobs in this movie at all. Oh, hold on! Did oh, you see an was, edited version? Yeah, you must have seen the made-for-TV version because there was one set of boobs that I saw whenever the girl was in the shower, and that was it. Th uh, there was one and a half no, set I, of boobs. So, uh, no, yeah, so there was the peeping tom boobs. And then there were the, the behind the shower curtain boobs. But I still wouldn't have put that down as really boobs. All right. It was, <laughs> the, the, they weren't 80s. Oh my good, goodness, my top just exploded boobs and let me jump around for a, a good couple of minutes for no apparent reason type boobs. Beggars cannot be choosers where films are concerned. Boobs is boobs. That, that is true. That is true. And. Um, <laughs> I've got to be honest, it did lead me down a weird rabbit hole, which I'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> I, look, I don't know. <laughs> I, I tried to find things that I love. Uh, I did. Uh, Susie was all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the professor's girlfriend. You know, that, that was a bit cliche, but she seemed all right. I'd, you know, I'd have a crack. Um <laughs> Anything beyond the female participants in the movie? <laughs> uh, I learned I that uh, mummies have night vision. Yeah. Uh, um, and that mummies only attack in slow-mo. <laughs> only uh, extraterrestrial mummies. Uh, <laughs> so extraterrestrial mummies attack in slow-mo. Uh, yeah, and have night vision. And, and the fact that um, once upon a time, x-rays were almost akin to magic. They could do anything. <laughs> Gamma rays. Gamma rays. That's right. So I, I expected Hulk. Hulk. Hey, he was green. He was well. <laughs> yeah. See, everywhere that like they said, I'd wrote and written notes that said uh, mold. For some reason, it, I changed it to space jizz. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that reason is you're a pervert, sir. Yes. Yes. That is one hundred percent correct. Space Jeez will eat your face off. Don't I know it? Yeah. So what about you, Court? What did what did you think about it? What did you love about this movie? Alright. This is what I loved about the movie. By the time I was saying to myself, how fucking long is this? It was over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. That was amazing to me because I was like, alright guys, let's huddle up in the middle here. How much more movie do you have left? And the next thing I know, the they're wrapping up the story and we're coming to the logical conclusion and it gets in, it gets out, it's done. It's a quick 80, what, three minutes, 85 minutes, depending upon which cut you see. Yeah. Uh, it had enough 
tropes and fun things that I would want in a sci-fi horror hybrid film from around this time in the early 80s. I love movies that are just as bad as this, if not worse, that I've watched from when I was a kid. So I can't fault it for me watching it at the wrong time frame. This is the yeah, kind of movie that you need to see as a kid. Yeah. And th then you'll fucking love it no matter how bad it is the older you get. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think this film was also made maybe 30 years too late because this feels like a total throwback to a 1950s monster movie. Like this should have been like Beast from 20,000 Fathoms or like a even like a green slime from, you know, that era you know like late 60s kind of thing or yeah i, uh, I would have said late 60s that that sort of you know college um you know i was a teenage a teenage werewolf type stuff at that level. yeah i could see that it also feels a lot like uh the parts of the uh, amazing melting man that i liked mm. uh, when i covered that uh even though that film left me feeling kind of the same as what this one did where i could tell where if i had seen this just even in my teens, I probably would have enjoyed it much more than I did. So what I ended up doing was just kind of sat back and just chilled out and had fun watching it and didn't try and think too hard about everything that was happening. Although I didn't really succeed at that. There's a few things that I'm like, what the fuck movie? But overall, <laughs> I actually, I had fun watching this. I could tell it was bad and oh my God, was it bad. But it was so much fucking fun to watch while I was suffering. <laughs> it was it was it was like the sweetest pain I've ever had. I don't know how else to explain it, but like it was it was a quick 83 minutes and literally when I was like, "All right, I've had enough." The movie ended. I'm like, "Cool. Thanks, guys." <laughs> Appreciate that. It's good you got the message and I'm on board. Yeah, good show. Good show. And the other thing that I love about it is uh, it also turned out to be one of the better MST3K episodes, I think, um, okay. because I saw it under a different title and didn't realize it until I had one of those come to Jesus moments watching it and went, holy shit, this was an MST3K episode. I didn't know that. I need to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the world had forgotten about this movie. I really did. Mm -hmm. It's under, it was released under a different name from what I was reading, like on VHS, and that's the one that the MST3K did. But I think uh, if you if you pull up like a wiki article, that's where you'll you'll get it or like it, it's referenced on the IMDb page as well. And I didn't mm -hmm. find that out until after I was done watching it. I'm like, that's why I knew it. And also, I, I love at least two or three of the actors and actresses that are in this. For instance, the lady who plays Susie Fuller, uh, Nina Axelrod, uh, she was um, the girlfriend of Farmer Vincent in Motel Hell, which is one of the better cheese ball texas chainsaw kind of knockoffs if you guys right. haven't seen that nice. i highly recommend it yes. or i'd have to add that to the list so we can all talk about it uh mm. of course james karen the dr wendell or whatever the or rossmore or was it i can't remember which was his first name but uh james karen was big for me because of return of the living dead he was uh the one guy yeah. that was uh running bert's <laughs> medical you need a supply you need a medical supply mm. <laughs> yeah uh, and so seeing him, it was great, you know. And I recognized a couple of other actors from other 80s movies. I just can't put my finger on their names or where they're from. But it was one of those, hey, it's that guy. And holy crap, it's that girl. Actors mm. and actresses that are in this film. So that made it more enjoyable for me as well. Yeah, I mean, there were there were faces in it. No one of any great note. But yeah, like you say, there were faces. You went, oh, yeah, he's in that and he was in that. Or I'm pretty sure I saw him in whatever. 
But is we one of the smallest parts is being the the pawnbroker who first gets a crystal offered to him. I'm like, he's in this for like a minute, and he's the most famous person in this movie, as far as I can tell, for the stuff he's done later. Mm. You look at his IMDb; it's mostly TV work. He's just one of those faces that pops up absolutely everywhere. Um, sort of, I was gonna say Law and Order, but then every fuck, I think I was in Law and Order. So, um, <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> I played two yeah. or three corpses in Law and Order. Uh, I did note his name, but now I can't find it. So, not important. So, should we just wade into uh, our, our notes on this movie then, really? Sure. Um, yeah, I got my scalpel. Let's vivisect this. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's just hack up this bitch. And unlike the people in this movie, can we do it in a um, a clean clean room? Possibly a sterile lab? Something that's uh, <laughs> possibly even wear gloves or a hazmat suit or something. Uh, something to contain contaminants at some level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, let's just put it in the in the middle of the university. That'll be great. Everybody open it. It'll be fun. I'm just going for the whole class standing around. Yeah, I'm just there going. Were, ugh, there were no safety standards in America in the 80s for science, particularly in universities. Bunsen burners were left on at all times because you never know when you needed them. It yeah. was chaos, man. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah, not, okay. not, not even a lead vest for the x-rays. It's just, yeah, fire, <laughs> fire. <laughs> and the guy running the x-ray machine doesn't even know to check his settings like he should because, I don't know, he's dealing with radiation maybe. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah just shoot it everywhere. It'll be great. It's the girl's fault. We slammed it into the door on the way in, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sorry. we really care about that delicate equipment. But, uh. <laughs> but actually, before they get the sarcophagus to the university, obviously they have to discover it in the tomb of Tutankhamun. Because, yes. you know, you can just randomly go on an expedition to that and start knocking walls down because mm. no one's really checked it out thoroughly before now. Yeah, but there was, there was an, <laughs> what got me is, is there was an earthquake. There was stuff that fell down and they magically find this, this extra, I don't know, room. <laughs> uh, but they can still get out after the earthquake. <laughs> The, yeah. the room's full of like like really weird dead bodies and they go no it's alright let's just take stuff out it'll be great yeah and <laughs> they would have no kind of guide or representative no. from the Egyptian government no. or the historical society of Egypt or anyone like that with them because no just go and check it out start knocking shit around it'll be fine Yes. Oh, and if you do find anything, by all means, ship it up and take it back to America with you. Yeah, feel, feel free to just put that, it in your hand luggage. Thing. It'll be fine. <laughs> Wait, are you guys saying that we have to, like, exercise diplomacy? We're America. We don't we don't need to do any of that. We just take what we want, bring it back to where we want it to be, and leave it there. That's how we work, right? I'm sure no one noticed it leaving. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it, he just put a handle on it. Just went, no, it's my suitcase. <laughs> it's all good. They just wrote... They just wrote property of USA, and they're like, oh, yeah, let that throw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah th 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 this is an American relic. It's, it's, yeah. They so shortcut a lot of stuff in this movie. It's just all of a sudden, hey, we found this here. Just deal with it. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. going to take it back. Just deal with it. Like, they don't need to explain any of the stuff that we're obsessing over because it's like, it doesn't matter as long as it gets back to the university. Hmm. And would any of us actually question it if we just saw it back in the university? Like, you know, they, they find it, and then the next thing we know, and then all of a sudden they just say something like, well, that was a bitch to get through customs or something to cover their asses there. Mm. <laughs> and, and then it's like, let's open it. Oh, shit, it's covered in, like, weird green mold. Oh, it's okay. Just get some of that, will you? Everybody just breathe it in. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> There's no actually, way of believing like... that that mold would actually eat human flesh for any reason. I mean, like, that's not what mold does. It doesn't eat living tissue. 
told you it was spice cheese. <laughs> oh, and I know that eats living tissue. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. It cleans your right Oh, I love this. They, they got like six of the students to remove the extremely heavy stone lid, the mm. first lid from the sarcophagus, and they move it to the side. And if you watch them carefully as they get towards this, out, just out of shot with it, um, it suddenly becomes much lighter. <laughs> it's like, oh, Almost yeah. like it's made of polystyrene or something. As if. It's very <laughs> The effort levels all drop as they go out of shot. It's quite funny. Yes. <laughs> and, and then the inner lid looks like one of those painted wooden puzzles that kids use and put the little pieces in. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's yeah. far too clean. Yeah, so I think it was the ancient Egyptian version of Operation. <laughs> yes. That's what it looked like. <laughs> It was very, very weird, but yeah, and again, you know, just pulling it out and just, oh yeah, oh look, and no one noticed the the extra drawer that was in there until they did the x-rays. Dun, dun, dun. It was covered in dust. You do see that it's covered in dust until the guy digs it out with his pocket knife. Mm. The thing I had an issue with is they're dusting and trying to, the one guy's trying to collect that, that dusty green mold stuff. He gets it on his inner arm, looks down at it, and is like, huh, nothing's yeah. happening. Doesn't bother telling anybody else that happened to him. Mm. Just kind of looks around at everybody and like looks back down and then continues to collect his sample like nothing's wrong. Yeah, it'll be all right. Uh, it's clearly <laughs> harmless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty die. sure that these should be Australian like students and, <laughs> and oh, scientists yeah. because of their carelessness. Yeah, well, no, it's not that they're careless. They just don't fucking care. I'd be right. Oh shit, Davo died. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, walk it off. Yeah, walk it off. He'd be right. Ah. Uh, it's what he gets for touching it, isn't it? <laughs> it's right, you shouldn't touch stuff. Idiot. <laughs> now we, we have this character, is it Ray? Um he's he's sort of our one of our hero type characters. And he's introduced at this point of no, let him stay. He's the chief engineer. Yeah, I, what the I didn't fuck understand. has that got to do with archaeology? Yeah, and, and why have they got a reactor? Why have they got a reactor on <laughs> yes. campus? That I've got in my notes. It's like every time they say, "Oh, it's down by the reactor," I'm like, uh, 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 "What now?" Yeah, <laughs> and every time it comes up, uh, uh, excuse me. Are not yes. all of your universities powered by nuclear reactors that are self-contained on campus? Is that not how it works? <laughs> yeah, no. No, with one engineer who's never in the fucking building and no one else ever goes down there yeah that, that's right so they, wouldn't need monitoring no or anything. one working there it's just a, you can have <laughs> weird lights going off you can have alarms no one cares and that guy looked like a, a creepier version of the next door neighbor from three's company that always hangs out with jack tripper ah come and knock on my door <laughs> I don't, that's I got all a mommy I, for that, you yeah, that's all I know about Three's Company. That's my entire... It's almost a shame you knew what he was talking about because I was going to edit in a dust ball there. <laughs> Just the old crickets, it's fine. Somebody out there got that, and I yeah. love them for getting it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it, that's better. Um, um, yeah, but he was... Again, he's, he's just walk around here, oh, I'm the head engineer, blah, 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 but I'm all about archaeology. What? But, but, what, what are you doing? Bye. Shit. And I I wanted him to do more kung fu. I thought he should have been more more Billy Jack. I think I needed more. He did have that look about him. He did. He he, he looked like he, you know he had his big boots on. He looked like he could have been a kung fu engineer. 
That is a valid choice of study here in America. I don't know if you guys were aware of that or not, but <laughs> Kung uh, Fu Engineer. Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Engineering. Yes. Yeah, I minored in Kung Fu Engineering when I got my bachelor's for uh <laughs> for software development. That's right. Software developer and a minor in Kung Fu Engineering. Um Right. I can't fight for shit, but I sure can arrange it for somebody else and engineer it. That's exactly it. <laughs> you can do all the stunt work. Um See, I don't know about you, but a hundred bucks won't buy you like a really fancy dinner. I'm sorry. In '82, yeah, it would have. Didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, he sold two diamonds. Yeah, he sold know, two, it, was, it was a hundred bucks. Uh, in '82, okay. yeah, I still don't know. I mean, it'd probably buy you a relatively nice dinner. You got to remember, she's a college student, so like a fast food joint is a nice dinner to her, and that restaurant wasn't that expensive. Yeah. It looked like a road stop cafe. I expected truckers to be walking past. Yeah. Like, oh, it's expensive, fancy restaurant. I'm like, no, it's not. Well, I sort of yeah, picked on that she wasn't that bright, considering she she forgave him. Just you know, oh, it's okay. I was just staring at that strange girl's boobs. That's okay. It's all right. I love you, really. Um, don't be mad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go out to dinner. Yeah, um, and not just staring at the girl's boobs, but like creeping around the side of the house and actively looking through the window in order to do so. I mean, yeah. that's a dumpable offence yeah. right there. Uh, my, my exact notes were, Sherry is clearly an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't have very good taste in men at the very least. No, mm. no. Um, yeah. Obviously, before, before he starts circulating the crystals, so he takes the x-ray, sees the crystals are there, goes back, steals them from the drawer, then takes another x-ray to cover up and puts the other one behind a transformer unit and mm. accidentally loses it. Um, but the bit where he's taking the drawer out to get at the crystals, what's with the fucking cutaways to the creepy statues? It's like, oh, we're all watching you. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. It's the pig monster wasn't happy. Yeah, all well, the Sphinx. Uh, they just kept doing these cutaways like, he's doing something sinister. You're being watched. <laughs> dang, dang, dang. Yes. And, and they make a big deal about all these radiation bits too. The drawer just came out though. It was so, it was just like, yeah, just a couple of quick scratches and yep, it's out. <laughs> and it's all good. And yeah. But yeah, sorry, what were we going to say about the radiation? Yeah, they, they're bombarding the whole entire thing with this radiation and we made a kind of joke about it but at the start they give it what is like dangerous levels of radiation not only for themselves for the x-ray but mm. also for the the corpse or the mummy mm. and they make some kind of reference about how that's way too much radiation and they need to sparingly not use the x-rays anymore because of that you know those higher doses and that you know that could have caused some damage and then the guy finds these crystals and he automatically assumes that there's some kind of valuable gem and then covers his tracks by shooting some more radiation in there. So his greed is basically, I mean, we already know it gets revived by the x-rays, so it's his greed that causes this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he actually makes a point of saying, hmm, same setting, so it looks the same. Yeah, that's <laughs> so right, he does yeah. it over 100% again, because I know you love things that are over 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be getting <laughs> shit for that for the rest of my life, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I also love the bit where Susie gets told to go to the doctor's, give him the mold sample, and uh, she goes, hmm, maybe he'll show me his new electron microscope. Euphemism. Yes. <laughs> his electron microscope, which has a phone next to it. I was there going, that, that, that can't be right. That, oh, it, it, that's just not, you, that's not something you do. Clearly, it, 
they weren't worried about things like interference. I mean, the radio station was next to the reactor. Uh, again, that, yes. that, that can't be good. That can't. I couldn't tell that was a radio station until they actually called uh, call signs for the radio station. Because mm. when you look at the equipment, even in the 80s, that was like not equipment for a radio station. That mm. Not even college radio would be that bare bones. They had like <laughs> some kid's mixer for whenever he does DJing at weddings. <laughs> <laughs> one turntable and then an old school old timey 50s microphone that they had to share to talk into yes. <laughs> that's See, ridiculous I have, a, I, I have a note here when she shuts the lid of the uh, record player to play the track on the radio station and I put court will comment on equipment in radio station <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> sorry dude <laughs> no it's the truth it, the first time I saw it the first time I saw it, like this was the part of the movie that took me out. I was really, I was ready to go for a mummy that comes back because of X-rays. I was believing that uh, the the actress from uh, fucking Motel Hell that plays Susie. I was like totally thinking that uh, she was going to be like this professor's assistant, no matter how like flat and unintelligent she seems when she's acting. I was like, you're sure she's an assistant. She knows what she's doing. She's super hyper intelligent. Even the professor himself, who seems like he's really trying really hard to be William Cat the entire time <laughs> and failing miserably at it, it's like, I'm like, sure, he's a professor. He knows what he's doing. Everything's cool. The minute they get to the radio station, I'm like, fuck this. This is totally unbelievable and not real. How'd you pick there? So uh, Iron Man then wakes up. I mean, the mummy sits up yes. and goes walk about with, with, with the little flashing light in his chest. chest yes yeah uh, is it me or did he fart as he sat up um, <laughs> don't know but by that that point i'd sort of been drinking <laughs> a lot uh so <laughs> there, there, there were my, my notes do sort of taper off <laughs> not long after that. um yeah then he wakes up and puts some space juice in the drawer and disappears. Well, didn't he? Didn't he go looking for? He was looking for the gems, and he pulls out this weird, like, triangular, almost pyramid-shaped thing that has these slots in it that are clearly for each of the gems for some reason. And why are they there? Hmm. But it's a, it's a <laughs> solitaire board. <laughs> it's a solitaire board. Yeah, for marbles, you know. It's a game. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever it is, it, it it's not the most efficient way to travel back and forth through space and time. <laughs> and you're talking to a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> Come on, you know. If he wants to use his pegboard for traveling through space and time, then let him. All right. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think it's, it, this, this is another thing that I had an issue with where it's like all these gems go into all these different directions. And he's got to track them down. And I think they're trying really hard to fit the lore of the mummy and stolen treasures and revenge in with the lore of this sci-fi space alien that goes back to this time when he was buried in ancient Egypt, where it starts to feel like the various threads that they're trying to twist together into a braid and make a movie just keep unraveling themselves as they're being twisted together at the other end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get the feeling there was a whole lot of, uh, oh, hang on. We wanted to do that. Uh, look, we'll. we'll uh, uh, oh, I know. We'll make him levitate up to the window. 
that'll fix it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm there. There was half a second where he's like looking in that in the window further on, and I'm going, "Wow, did he levitate?" And then they're sort of panning down, and I'm going, "No, he's got really, really, really long legs." Oh no, he's actually levitating. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, well, good at that. You never see him take a step, not a single step. He's he glides like a smooth ass motherfucker. He like does. I said. He, he's 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 on roller skates. Just. <laughs> Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the old caretaker lady from House on Haunted Hill. He's just sliding all over the place with the with the hands up and looking for stuff. Just but l- leaving a trail of deadly mold or fungus or spores or whatever the hell it is everywhere he goes. Space cheese. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you see, because the space cheese could have just been a side effect of traveling through. Um, you know, space and whatever. They don't really make an association between him and the stuff itself. And it's just sort of activated by the x-rays. Um, but, but they do say that in ancient Egypt, the reason that he was entombed was because he was covered in this stuff when he showed up. Yeah, and it, mm. so and I don't, it killed everybody around him except him. So they went, fuck you, we're going to yeah. trap you in a concrete box. I look at it this way. It could be like his sweat or body funk or something that's coming <laughs> off of him. It's like his from under cheese that's like just getting all over everything and killing people. Spice cheese. Yep, I'm spice telling cheese. you. <laughs> spice cheese. He, he, was doing, yeah, he, got was, he was doing the Kirk. He was just... <laughs> he was just shooting Oh, yeah, dudes. maybe. He, he hooked up with an Andorian just before he hit Earth. That's what it was. That's what the combination he, of... He's got spice herpes. <laughs> like an ice pirate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bad DNA combination. The byproducts were not good. Yeah, that's how they describe my birth. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought that was extra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's my life story. Actually, I'm extra all grown up. <laughs> extra, extra. That'd make it what you extra five or something. Isn't yes. Or <laughs> Isn't there about three or four of those movies? Uh, such good films. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we know what Boz is picking next time around. <laughs> yes. uh, that may have been sarcasm. No, Con- concerning the movie that you picked for, yes, the the episode <laughs> that we need to record next, you don't get sarcasm anymore. <laughs> uh, yes. So they go to unveil to the world with press there and everything that they have found this mummy in the sarcophagus and everybody turns up and they open the lid and da-da, he's gone. But at the same time, they discover that this mold has changed form. And they're like, don't touch anything. Hmm. So one of these incredibly intelligent students who got into this hard to get into science university sees a weird green mold and just touches it with his finger with no gloves on. Yep. Goes, and ooh, sure enough, space cheese. And, and he, ign- <laughs> he ignored the velvet rope. The velvet rope should have stopped him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, they put in proper biohazard protocols there by roping it off, and he still got infected. Yeah, so his finger goes black, and he screams, they take him away to hospital. Mm. Um, this is before we had an EPA in the United States. I just want you guys to know that. We weren't a, we weren't concerned with environmental protection or making sure that people didn't, you know, get space jizz on their fingers that eat off their flesh. Yeah. We just weren't concerned about that sort of thing. People could stick their digits in anything they wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. And it's actually this movie that raised awareness on why we needed this sort of things and changed things over here. Ah. And now Trump's that's, trying to undo it all. He's a space alien! <laughs> yeah, he wants to get his space jizz everywhere. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. and that's orange. Yes, <laughs> orange space juice. And it only eats intelligence and brain cells, not flesh. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they drag the young X-ray dude, uh, Peter, I think his name is, um, and they go, oh, "It's clearly him. You stole the mummy when nobody was looking because he was there the night before doing the X-rays." Um, now, first they <laughs> first they blame the frat boys because frat boys are always to blame. Yeah, frat boys. Like, hey, stole I was my a frat mummy. man too. Yes. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> frat boys stole my mummy. That's what this Every movie should have been called. The trees. Frat boys stole my mummy. <laughs> Every spring, the trees are filled with toilet paper. Every fall, the toilets explode. Yeah. <laughs> Delta House is the worst house on campus by far. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, drunk, fat, and stupid is no way to go through life. But apparently it will get you a freaking degree and put you into the class of Professor McCadden. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, the other doctor dude, I didn't catch his name because as a usual, I, I don't know what it is when I watch movies. No character name ever hits my brain and goes in. <clears throat> but it's the guy he's asked to basically study the mold. And his his scientific analysis of this is just simply brilliant. The structure is just crazy, and the nucleus is unstable. Chromosomal pattern is mystifying. I can hardly measure it. So, this high-level pathologist doctor in this university uses words like crazy, unstable, hardly, and mystifying. Do you think his thesis for university was similar? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure his thesis was, shit be whack. <laughs> really scientific terms. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, you guys are overestimating the ability of the American society to have educational systems that work. Look, he had an electron microscope. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't his. Somebody else built that for him. Yeah, but he got to play. Look, and he, look, he was helping the hospital. You know, look, I'm sure he was the one that put the damp cloth over over Billy's rotting hand to help it mend. <laughs> That'll help, yeah. <laughs> Damn cloth, cloth and a and a drip tray. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing kills mold like a damp cloth. Yeah, damp cloth <laughs> and a drip tray for all the bits that are falling off him. And he's just whatever his Billy or Ricky, whatever his name was, he's just going, yeah, no, everything's great. Just yeah, except the fact <laughs> yeah, that yeah, take a look. Yeah, have a squeeze. Check it out. And then, of course, the top high-level doctor in the room, just with no gloves on whatsoever, grabs the damp cloth right next to the fungal hand and just pulls it back. Mm. It's like. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, just, oh, just but, check it out. The other thing I loved about that scene was they go step outside the room. Oh, well, what's the prognosis? And, well, you know, we should we should really amputate as soon as possible um, so it doesn't, you know, to stop it spreading any further. Uh, Mrs. Jones is called. Oh, yeah, I'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, fuck Fucks that shit, I'm to in. deal with another patient. <laughs> yeah. There's no urgency about any of it. <laughs> Look, you know, it, it, he's only going to lose an arm, you know, an arm to the elbow, an arm to the shoulder. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> well, they had to, to get the release forms. They had to get the release forms, and then they could chop it off. Sure, you'll have to learn to masturbate ah, left-handed. That's what it is. They probably didn't have his insurance details yet. I bet that's what it was. Oh, that could have been it. See, if he didn't have insurance, they probably just would have tied a string around his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> and very tightly to make it fall off on its own. That's exactly it. A couple of uh, what are they called? Uh, neutering bands just <laughs> up over the elbow <laughs> yeah. 
You laugh, but that's how we amputate things here without insurance. Nah. Ooh. Nice. Either that or you got I thought that was just in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> America is the zombie apocalypse these days, boss. <laughs> the, the other choice is to just go and find a, a rundown house in Texas and guarantee that it's got a you know chainsaw wielding maniac who will chop off your limbs. <laughs> difficult to make sure it's the right one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, look, it's a crapshoot, but you know. Or <laughs> stopping at one. Yeah. It, 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 it's cheap. Yeah. Did anybody else notice that this film couldn't decide whether it wanted to be a regular alien invasion movie or a blob? Mm. Mm. Yeah. That one scene where they radiate the the mold on its own and it starts growing in blob-like proportions, and then the minute more radiation hits it, it grows even more when it's on that one girl's neck, and mm. you know when they go to X-ray her, nice. <laughs> then it no, eats her whole face. No, don't do the X-ray. Yeah, and then it <laughs> eats her face. It's um, it eats <laughs> her face. The face eating looked pretty cool. I'm thinking the nurse in that in that particular room who does the X-ray is possibly in the wrong profession. Because she's just <laughs> screaming hysterically because the skin's all gone off this girl's face, and it's like, I, I get it's probably fairly traumatic, but you did kind of sign up for this sort of shit. Yeah, it's sure you know flesh eating viruses, not an everyday thing, but you're probably going to see worse in in A and E. Or exactly. ER for, for our American listeners. I think it was the rap the rapid like deterioration of the face that happened all of a sudden that just caught her by surprise and shocked her. I'm sure she's probably seen that kind of damage before, but well, not that instantaneous. Yes. <laughs> and and why didn't it eat her eyeball? Oh. Space jizz cannot eat eyeballs. Uh, it can just go in eyeballs. Just <laughs> well, actually, yes, because I that was one of the notes I made that uh, he has greeno vision, the mummy, as he's walking around. Mm. I reckon he's got mold all over his eyeballs as well. Uh, <laughs> that's why it's green. He's got a zombie mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, going completely off on a tangent in this town. Yes. Um, I, something that that needs mentioning is that they have one amazing uh, jewelry industry. Yes, they do. There's a lot of jewelry <laughs> stores in this industry for for a college town. With a fucking fast turnaround, because you can walk in with a crystal and have a necklace or a pendant or a bracelet within the hour. It's like a one-hour service. Yep. Yeah. And they're all shittily made, too. They look terrible. <laughs> Every single piece of jewelry made from these crystals looks like a piece of shit that they just happened to put a hole through it hmm. to tie the... Like with like a fucking bread twist tie where they pull off all the paper. <laughs> it's just the wire. <laughs> all of the jewelry in this movie looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, maybe it's just one of the frat boys has got a glue gun. I could just imagine him sitting there with his tongue sticking outside of his mouth, just <laughs> gluing it to bits of existing jewelry. Yeah. Hot glue was big in the 80s. I could see him doing that. <laughs> That's how he paid his way through to college for uh, <laughs> going to Professor McCadden's class, yeah. hot gluing jewelry together for ladies. <laughs> and, and and what kind of weirdo like just clamps a bracelet on some some girl and just goes, no, you really like it. And she's going, no, fuck off, fuck off. No, you really like it. Clack. And then just leaves. This just is, think of me. Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. That, that was just weird. It had a tracking device in it, and it was also him staking his claim. That's how it works. You just throw a bracelet on a girl, and she automatically belongs to you, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that only works in Planet of the Apes. I could be wrong. <laughs> Actually, in his defense, that's the kind of random dumb shit I did as a really unconfident teenager. <laughs> 
I don't know, the script of my head of what I'm going to say. I woke up and go, ah, that, 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 have a thing, bye. Yes, have have thing, go now, bye. <laughs> you, you throw something at them and go, I love you! Yes. <laughs> and walk off. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much something like that, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Susie, poor Susie. So the first, the first crystal he comes after uh, is actually somebody babysitting. Yes. And she drops a crystal in the baby's crib. And I'm like... Oh, you fuckers, you're going there straight away? Yeah, it's just like, you know, let, let it eat the baby. Let it eat the baby. And then <laughs> so it's... disappointing that it didn't eat the baby. Yes. Straight into the next room to to get it on. Mm. Uh, and that, I, that, kid go, I... that kid goes from silent to, to, like, air raid level fucking screaming in, like, zero seconds. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I suppose, but there was no build-up. It was just sort of like, oh, mummy, <laughs> uh, and like, the guy's like, can't you just let the kid cry and just go, oh yeah, because I'd never put me off my stroke. Oh yeah, no, that that <laughs> that will just, oof, that'll just fire up the gear like nobody's business. Screaming, nothing babies. turns you on more than a screaming baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that'll that'll set lubrication in motion. Um, <laughs> no, oh, so of course no. that was the girl oh. who got hit in the throat with the mold wasn't it so yeah so, i was almost going to tell you a really inappropriate story but i won't um <laughs> <laughs> it was really ridiculous though too because they cut away she goes to check on the baby or whatever and they cut away whenever she goes to do this and we think oh you know she's going to go find the baby and the baby's going to be dead because hmm. you know he grabbed the necklace out of there or whatever and then when they come back, she's already wearing the necklace. It's like we missed like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. two to three minutes worth of stuff where like she's got the necklace on. Oh, I love it. This is a cheap piece of shit jewelry. Looks amazing. Yes. It's <laughs> We're so like, what warm. the hell? <laughs> that's that's the still hot glue on the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't touch it with your finger. I think we're being generous calling them crystals. They're like the cheap pieces of plastic that hung off of bad lamps from the 80s in this day. <laughs> yeah, like, plastic beads at best, which is why the first jeweler said, fuck off, this isn't worth anything. <laughs> I don't care if they're 3,000 years old. They are not precious stones. It's, it's 3,000 year old shit. <laughs> which might actually be worth something if it petrifies, right? Well, possibly. It, you know, it could turn into, I don't know, something. You could, I don't know, make dinosaurs out of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the, the boyfriend is witness to this attack. <laughs> he, get, he gets taken in for questioning. And our, our amazing police officer is like, describe the attacker. Was he black or white? <laughs> <laughs> this is pause. You're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was oh, the 80s. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that like, hasn't changed, Mudbaz. That's, that's pretty <laughs> much how the police run things now in America, where it's like, you know, yeah, but don't is he black? Don't, don't they start with Hispanic first? <laughs> uh, it depends upon which one might be the flavor, yeah. depending upon which uh, neighborhood the police are trying to crack down on that yes, week. Yes, yes. I guess was was he a Muslim? <laughs> was he a Muslim? <laughs> that's where uh, that's where <laughs> Homeland Security starts. <laughs> it's with religion, and then they work their yes. way through skin color from there. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be the black Muslim there. Jeez. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um. When, when did they start using semi-transparent body bags? Oh, I thought they were always black. Because 
There was one like that in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street as well. I think there actually yeah. was a rash of translucent body bags. It just seems wrong. <laughs> it seems sexy. You get to, you know, see through body bag. All right. <laughs> yeah, look, we all know how much you like to crack a cold one. But um... <laughs> you know how much I like to crack wise about cracking a cold one. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh... <laughs> Statute of limitations, that's all I'm saying. That, sure. mm. that, that, that's right. If they've been dead more than seven years, it doesn't count. Um, <laughs> oh, did anyone else think that a lot of the medical equipment in this movie just reminds them of the machine that goes bing? Yeah, well, I, I did have a note to say um, why was Sally connected to an oscilloscope? Yes. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that wasn't a heart monitor. That was an oscilloscope. It was an oscilloscope. They well, just it was ran a university current through hospital it. Is what I was thinking, but sure. they ran a current through it to make it look like it was a heart beep every couple of seconds. Yeah, just like okay. It, it, it's got a bouncing line. It's got dials on it. Yeah, that uh, that means it's a heart monitor or any other It'll kind do. of monitor. Just put it in there. <laughs> hook her up to it. Fuck it. It was stuff like that that I found endearing, though. Other than obviously the fake radio station, it was very clearly fake. The other things where it was fake equipment, like the machine that goes bing, or even the nuclear reactors, which just look like spray painted cardboard for the most part in some parts. <laughs> I was kind of finding that cute and endearing, and I was that was kind of winning me over with the film, where I'm like, oh, this is the equivalent of a bunch of people getting together and doing the, hey kids, let's put on a show in the backyard. Mm. And I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm. Yeah, see, I was okay with it until until the chief engineer's computer looked like he just got the high score. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> yeah, the, the layout, power layout grid thing was like Donkey Kong before that. That was <laughs> lovely. It literally, it literally was Donkey Kong. They just kind of repurposed some of the graphics for it, I think. I'm pretty sure you turn left, and you turn left again, and there, there's a troll in, the, in that room. <laughs> Pick up the secret yeah, it was kind of. I think that's fitting though for the '80s. I, I seeing the kind of computer graphics like that. It just seems to be every single movie, even like the big budget ones, have bad computer graphics oh, like that. Yeah, it, mm. it's an absolute given that you're just gonna get, you know, the shitbox um, graphics. I mean, I don't know how many movies I've covered and just gone. Yes, you know, computer graphics brought to you by Commodore 64. Uh, but at least it's it not like the usual green screen shit that you'd see in 82, right? Well, yeah. yeah. True enough. True enough. <laughs> but the big computer keyboard, it was like the old BBC micro computers. The sound of those keys on that keyboard, ah, oh, that was nostalgic. That big mechanical keyboard just... At least they didn't try to make it all futuristic by mounting the computer on a wall, which would be in a very impractical way to work on with... The keyboard mounted flat to the wall and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just stabbing it with your fingers. Yeah, like you see in some of the sci-fi films on spaceships where it's like, that's completely impractical. Yeah. At least it was actually at a desk and it looked like a, a type computer. of uh, systems operations center. Yeah. yeah that, and it was a computer at least, you know. <laughs> it did look like so it, so it actually could have been operational. Yeah. If only for playing adventure games. <laughs> Walk down corridor, turn left. I don't understand. Yes. Turn left. I don't understand. understand. Fucking left! <laughs> I hated those games. Yes. Don't understand. <laughs> the, 
the text-based games were the worst and that it it looks like he was trying to give the same kind of commands and that's when the alert went off but like but like it was only on his computer screen but how would that have done him any good if he wasn't directly looking at the computer screen like if he was in the room checking something else there were no alarms there were no red lights there was nothing it was just like all of a sudden it said breach and you know cell two or whatever the hell it was yeah, whatever it was yeah and all yeah so oh okay quick <laughs> yeah he typed in kill strange sabotaging monster in reactor and it uh, got the syntax slightly wrong so it didn't work yes speaking of which the thing in the reactor he grabs two already broken power cables and pushes them together in a non <laughs> like non-matching order and it glows red and all the power drains out i'm like that's that's some mad shit wiring skills that's just that that that's alien science that is see the, the bit you missed <laughs> is he'd actually coded it in space jits and that ah. was that was the conducting agent right now we know what it's for yes that's why it eats flesh because it's uh highly conductive and corrosive <laughs> that's actually how i wired up my first stereo with space jizz and just pushing wires together till it worked <laughs> <laughs> And Space Jizz Radio was born. Yes. Unfortunately. That's my uh, next podcast. Uh, patent pending, patent pending. Yes. Space Jizz. <laughs> Space Jizz, the podcast. Space Jizz Radio. Space Jizz Radio. <laughs> so then we find the frat party is being thrown, 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 um, called Where's My Mummy? Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. A lot of and mummy issues in this movie. A lot of mummies. Encouraging people to dress up as mummies whilst there's still a mummy missing. Mm. Um, mm. Made perfect sense. Interesting. Yeah, the uh, one guy looked like he had on the actual mummy's outfit, though. Too, it had the right layer of green, and it looked just as fake as the actual mummy in the movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's just like these are the spare ones. Just chuck it on; it'll be great. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and this brings us to the couple on the bench, like trying to make out, and they keep getting interrupted. I'm like, the phrase "get a fucking room" has never been so prevalent oh. in my brain. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's just it's like. They were the least polite exhibitionists I've ever met. Yeah. I mean, you know, could have, you know, just ripped it out. Just, hey. Yeah, going to go dogging, make an effort. Yeah, that's exactly it. Or at least get it on camera, you know. Or well, um, ask people to join in instead of telling them to go away. You've kind of missed the point. Well, that's it. That's it. If he pulled his, pulled his knob out and said, well, look, you either get on this or you fuck off. Uh, <laughs> that would have solved it. I wouldn't have gone so well with the mummy. <laughs> Grab hold of that. Oh, the green mold there. Oh, no. Space junk. <laughs> oh. But that brings me to something else about this film. It's kind of, it doesn't know what it wants to be because it's a little bit horror. Uh, it's very 80s. Hmm. It's got boobs in it. It's got some gore in it, but I don't think there is a single swear word in this movie. And to the point where when Peter dressed up as the mummy comes and pisses the guy in the bench off again, he calls him Conehead. Yeah. As an insult. <laughs> I, I went, what? Yeah, Conehead? Uh, eh? I mean, I know no of, of the Coneheads, but it just seemed like a weird form of abuse. <laughs> very odd. I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not. I did a little bit of research, but this film actually was released as like an ABC movie of the week. Oh, wow. Um, really? It's on uh... one of the copies that's on YouTube that I watched because I was cutting back and forth between the unedited version on YouTube and you know, because when I got to the part where there should have been boobs, I was like, something's wrong. And that's when I realized I was watching an ABC movie of the week. 
But one of the copies on YouTube actually has commercials built into it that were from that ABC movie of the week. Oh, wow. Where you, it fades out to black and everything. So this got cut down and released to cable. That's how essentially non-offensive and, you know, easily cut down for some of the nudity and things like that that this film has. Yeah. So it went straight to TV for, you know, one of its releases, and then it got retitled and released on VHS. So <laughs> it kind of gives you the kind of movie that we're talking about here. And then it ended up as an MST3K episode. Mm. We, you you see, I'm pretty sure this was recorded off the TV because I was... I reckon I was eight, nine, ten sort of years when I used to watch this movie. So it had to be pretty safe. And I didn't have any fear about this movie. It wasn't traumatic or anything. But I also don't remember any boobs, but that's because it was on British television. Yeah. So if we recorded it off the TV, the boobs would have been cut out anyway. Yeah, that's right. They would have so. been gone. Mm. Oh, well, our normal broadcast TV wouldn't have boobs. It has to be on cable. Mm. So, and that was like a very specific channel, you know, that you would have had like an HBO or a Showtime or... The more famous one for boobs was Cinemax at the time in the 80s, but, <laughs> you know, or maybe the movie channel, if you were lucky, you could get that to come in too. But most of that's where you would have like actual nudity, but regular broadcast TV that would be over the air antenna, no, under no circumstances, very draconally edited and controlled on what can be put out there. Oh, particularly mm. during the 80s, it was, you know, full on. Oh, yeah, because that's why cable TV became so popular because you could get content that you normally wouldn't be able to watch. And that's why HBO started putting out some of the content that it did that was very more grown up and adult oriented stuff because they could do it and get away with it. God bless HBO. Indeed. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, then we get another crystal taking from another guy who basically is looking for his girlfriend. She's just fucking off with another guy. Yes. Just because. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm going. See ya. <laughs> Fuck you, bye. Yeah. It's because he had a great car and wasn't dressed like a really bad version of King Tut. Yes. <laughs> um. So And then he basically gets a slap shot from the mummy and apparently he breaks every bone in his body. Yes, but leaves no damage, <laughs> no physical damage, <laughs> except that every bone in his body is broken. Yeah. And That's how did he going. not get... How did he get da no damage being slammed against the wall at high speeds and then backhanded? Yeah. Like, yes. I know it looked like he kind of forced through him, but you would think that the slam against the wall would at least leave some bruising. Well, yeah. Well, the fact that he broke every bone on his body, surely at least one of them, like, pierced the skin. <laughs> you know, but no, there's no damage on him. There was no budget for that. Yeah, no, no budget for, for that level <laughs> of blood. Just, But he's dead. All his bones broken. Thick. If it was better written in the screenplay, they could have explained that it was a special type of fracture that was like, you know, a pressure fracture or something like that, where you would get spiral fractures from, say, like vibration or something along those you know, lines. Even but they if just... they said his neck was broken, that would <laughs> would have been fine. Yeah. Right. You know, his neck was they broken. Just, they, yeah. fuck, they, they fuck him off a wall and then that's it. Like, you just get the explanation that every bone is broken and, like, they don't explain why. Yep. Let's just, just put him in this bag and send him away. <laughs> would have been more impressed if they were like the thing from the crow where they're like all of his bodily organs were pierced in alphabetical order how do you know what order they were pierced in how do you really know <laughs> you labeled him at one two <laughs> like you can't really tell time of piercing between milliseconds come on you know that's one of those things that has always bugged me it's yeah. like yeah all of his major organs were pierced but how do you know they were in alphabetical order how do you know every bone was broken with no external damage 
Come on, show us, explain it. Give, give me wasn't the facts. it a wooden shed he bounced off? <laughs> uh, it wasn't <laughs> no, even a concrete was... wall. I think it was, no, supposed it, was uh... to be, it was supposed to be the university wall, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like the dorm room wall or the uh, oh, the okay. building for like the frat house or whatever that they were supposed to be at. It looked like the hotel that everybody was staying in. It just looked like they were filming out the outside of a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Might was... have been the utility shed for the hotel. Who knows? It, it could have been the back of the reactor for all we know. <laughs> Which coincidentally is made out of cardboard, and that explains how every bone bar got broken with no damage. That's exactly it. <laughs> cardboard absorbs that damage. <laughs> Um, so, what, what, uh, he basically goes around collecting these crystals from different people. So Susie has gets chased through the library, um, and then falls off a roof, and that's what we find. They everybody finds out that the mummy is animate and doing this. Yes. Um, and then the other, uh, and chief engineer's girlfriend is in the shower. Mm. Um, it's funny we get a gratuitous boob shot earlier in the movie movie and then we get a shy sh shower oh, i can't fucking speak we're drinking too much uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> yeah we get a shy shower scene mm. clearly it wasn't in her contract to get her boobs out again some more <laughs> <laughs> really that wasn't that much of a big deal because at that point you just feel mournful and sorrowful for her yeah it's mm -hmm. like wow <laughs> you had to do a shower scene and this is clearly a contractual obligation, but you were fighting with the director not to get any of the shots in the film of you actually nude. Yeah. And if the gym was in the box, why did the mummy rip the shower curtain? <laughs> Could have just gone and gone. I, think it's, I don't think his tracking device is all that accurate. It just tells you you're in the right room. Right. And everybody else has either been wearing or holding the gems. So I think he just went to the natural first point of contact. But then... It's in the jury box, and we find out that he's also a Jedi. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, more magic space mummy power. Can yeah. He force gripped it. He. <laughs> I was going to say, much like uh, the actual force, the plot contrivance that can do whatever they needed to do when they <laughs> needed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, look, you know, there's one in every movie. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? You know, look, I mean, look, this space alien, you know, rolls around like he's, well, sorry, this space alien mummy, you know, moves around like he's on roller skates. He can levitate. He's covered in green jizz. He's making, I don't know, a space bridge with, with plastic gems. Fuck, who cares if he throws in a bit of bit of force power? <laughs> if, if he'd whipped out his Schwartz, that would have been even more impressive. I think it's the power that he uses to levitate is the same power that he used, like the telekinesis or whatever, to bring the gem to him. Okay. But if he could do that all, if he could do that all along, like why didn't he just stand outside and draw the gems to him? <laughs> yeah. Why does he? Why does he have to go up and engage? <laughs> maybe he's got to build um, up the power. You know. He's, uh... well, maybe that's what it is. Every time he collects a gem, he gets more powerful, and that's why he didn't have to start hurting as many people as like the chick he ripped off the necklace with. Oh. Ah, yeah. That, See what you did there. That could Good be. Point. That could be. He could be like mm. Thanos, and he's he's trying to get the <laughs> his power glove. The the power glove. So he could play Nintendo games even better. That's right. He um, could be extra <clears throat> rad. Yeah. Much like Thanos, whenever his wrappings are removed, he looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying, Marvel, that trailer was scary. Yeah, this all leads to the reactor scene, doesn't it? And him turning up and completing his solitaire set. 
Mm. And uh, <laughs> then it sort of beams a light into his his chest beam, his chest crystal, I presume, same thing. Mm. And it undresses him. Yes. It's a bit weird, I thought. And turns him into a dude wearing a, a massive, really bad grey alien, a massively <laughs> shit rubber mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really bad gray alien rubber mask. It was terrible. Yeah, it was <laughs> massively shit. Uh, and then we have this brilliant combination of the worst cop in the world and the worst journalist in the world because the, the douchebag guy says, shoot him. So the cop does shoot him, and the journalist doesn't shoot him, and that's what she's there for with her camera. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody shit. <laughs> yes. Was the journalist saying shoot him as in take a photo or was he literally saying shoot him as in kill that? We are talking about Americans here. <laughs> well, yes. Shoot first, autopsy later. She stood there with her <laughs> mouth open. So. Maybe, maybe she was oh waiting for space juice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so our hero doctor dives in front of the bullet. Yes. Sort of quite... Yeah, this is a slow-mo sequence, isn't it? <laughs> no! no. Felt like the whole movie was in slow-mo for a sec. Gets shot in the arm. Of course. And then for some reason, is quite happy to grab the hand of the thing that so far through this movie, everyone he's touched has died from flesh eating mold death. Mm. But yeah, I'll just grab his hand. It's yeah. fine. Oh, look, he, he, he's, in his, he's in his space suit now. He should be safe. He's clearly, um, clearly made they, of rubber. Do they teleport away or do they just um, do the shrinky into the crystal thing? Are they now living inside the crystal? I'm sure they yes. teleport. Don't they? I thought they teleported away. I Who think knows? they go to the alien planet and the thing that was left was the crystal in the center of his chest. It's like a homing uh, beacon if they were going to come back. Right. Right. I think you thought about that too much. Uh, <laughs> no, I literally just came up with that shit off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the ultimate insult to be continued. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but before I went that, the one for guy. A sequel. I did. Before that, though, before the actual like to be continued, the guy that runs up there, the one uh, guy that's in charge that refused to close the beaches. I mean, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the mayor of the story there that didn't want to close the beaches. He, uh, <laughs> he runs up and grabs the gem, and then all of a sudden his hand is massively infected just from touching the gem, even though he was told not to. Yeah. because mm. Well, it was super hot. It was super <laughs> hot, and it burned him. And then, it says, and then it says to be continued, which thankfully it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, uh, I... I I didn't have much for this, but did your OCD make you see anything particular in this movie that challenged your sense of order? Yeah, yeah. The whole look safety issues. There's just fucking way too, many, way too many safety issues in this movie. These people, they get got everything they deserved. You know what? If they'd done it the right way, with a you know a static room that was uh, was safe and done the hazmat stuff, this wouldn't have happened. True. For me, it was the radio station, which you totally called. Pause. You knew I was going to have an issue with that. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not going to go through and name all the pieces of equipment because I lost the notes on that, so we're good. Oh, right. <laughs> he actually had the notes. I love it. Um, yeah, I kind of looked up what they were. 
Brilliant. Uh, I think for me, it's the fact that the mummy is the most inefficient operator in the galaxy. So his MO is he basically goes out on a wonder, gets a crystal, goes back to the reactor, puts it on the thing. Goes out, gets another crystal, comes back, puts it on the thing. Just grab all five while you're, you're out, out there, will you? It's like this movie could have been a 50 minutes shorter if you just fucking done it all in one run. Sorry, I ran. <laughs> no, but you're right. Uh, the only thing was, apparently they had to be put on in order too. I noticed that. That seemed very specific. That they had to go. Yeah, maybe he could only in order. Maybe he could only find the one after he found the one previous to it. Yeah. Ah, so he puts it on the thing, and then his chest beacon seeks out the next one in the correct order. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, maybe some. It, it, it's not like a parallel search. It's it's a binary where it's just one on one. <laughs> sure. Sure. I w I was. What, what, what my, my hypothesis for it was um, is basically he was in the Resident Evil game and he only had one inventory slot clear because he was packing the shotgun and a few too many herbs and the snake key so he could only carry one back at a time. <laughs> or it was a plot contrivance to make it like a slasher film on top of being like a mummy revenge film and a sci-fi alien invasion movie that failed mixed with a little bit of the blob and a flesh-eating bacteria. Kind of green slime style too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure that's it. It's just I fucking hate Resident Evil for that reason, so I thought I'd have a dig. <laughs> no, fair enough. You, As you should. Get it off your chest, mate. Get it off your chest. <laughs> I've rage quit Resident Evil for less than that on the first game and just walked away and never came back. I think I've rage quit every Resident Evil I've ever played. <laughs> it's, it's, <clears throat> I've never finished one of them. Yeah, went there um, once, said "fuck you," and then never went back. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think my exact words were, "You can take your umbrella and stick it up your ass." <laughs> <laughs> well, Resident Evil Seven, the new one, Biohazard, is amazing. Like it, it starts and plays out like this brilliant horror game. It's terrifying, and then you get in. That's like the epilogue, and then you get into the game proper, and you realise it's the same as all the fucking others with the inventory and the hulking out again. <clears throat> And that stuff. Can we just talk about the damn movies? <laughs> <laughs> okay, one other note. Every time Doug said the word scroll, I heard the word squirrel. Did anyone else have that problem? Squirrel. <laughs> You've been hanging around dogs too much, boss. Yeah. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> Clearly. Um, I, might, I might actually, when I edit this, I'm going to put a clip in just so that people can <laughs> compare and contrast. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh, honey, before you go, what do you think of this? I found it rolled up in the scroll. Where's it coming from? My bracelet. Suze, that looks exactly like the diagram that I found inside the scroll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, d d do we have a... Should we do our knock three times before we leave then? I think we've covered everything pretty well. I, I feel, feel we have, but by all means, knock it. For me, the thing that I just cannot let go is definitely the safety. You constantly see people making bad choices and having no regard for their own humanity the entire way through the film. It gets frustrating, and at a certain point, whenever somebody does get hurt or gets killed, you're like, good, you fucking deserved it. <laughs> and at some point, you're just rooting for the mummy to kill them all just to get it over with. And like I was talking about earlier, at the point of the film where I'm like, I've had enough, can we just move on now? 
that's when the guy got shot and I paused it and saw how much time I had left and went, oh, very good then, movie. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, which? Um, look, safety is a key issue, but I think for me it's the revelation that space jizz is real. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think my my biggest issue overall uh, is it's called Time Walker, but has fuck all to do with time travel. Uh, the conceit is that he lay dormant for centuries before being awoken, hence he went through a lot of time. Mm. We didn't fucking walk, did he? He lay on his back. Well, so. he, he glided. <laughs> he didn't even walk when he was <laughs> off his back. Yeah, Jake doesn't walk once. That's a really good, that's a fucking good point. Yes. I think the alternative title to this was like being from another planet or something along those lines. Oh, fucking spoilers. Not 100% sure. <laughs> right. But that makes more sense than Time Walker because you do not see him walk through time. Mm. Although you do realize he's a being from another planet. Yes. Mm. Roll a mummy space jizz will have your eye out. That was the one. That was the title <laughs> I would have given it. Space Jizz will have your eye out. Space Jizz will have your eye out. <laughs> Best tagline ever. <laughs> we'll have your eye out, but it won't eat the eye, will it? No, mm. it'll just have it out. It'll eat the flesh around it and it'll fall out. <laughs> Another so, thing I absolutely can't let go of is the radio station. It just looks so fake. Mm. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> unbelievably fake. She was talking into a microphone, not even facing her mixer or any consoles to look at her levels or anything like that. Staring blankly at the camera, kind of reading her lines if you follow her eyes as she's talking. Mm. <laughs> it bugged the hell out of me. Uh, which have we got another one? No, no, that's it. Um, <laughs> just, that's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, there is no more I can say about this movie except the fact that there should have been more boobs. That would have held my attention longer. <laughs> uh, I, I think if you have a piece of jewelry given to you and it starts to glow randomly, maybe leave it at home. At the very least, it's probably some kind of radioactive isotope. At the very worst, there's a big fucking space mummy coming to take it off you. Yes. So, fuck it and off. spread space jizz on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was another thing, too. I completely I wasn't thinking about it until you mentioned it. But yeah, everywhere through the movie, the thing lights up while people are handling the gems and no one even pays attention or thinks mm. there's something weird about that. Yeah, no one's going, that's, that's a bit odd. <laughs> or I'd be like, fuck you, I'm not taking this. Give me my money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. He's giving me this nice piece of jewelry. It's just a fucking Christmas decoration. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to step on this later and really hurt my heel like it's a fucking Lego from hell. <laughs> <laughs> so ratings, uh, Court, what would you rate this? And how, uh, uh, out, how many out of what? <laughs> I would give it... Four out of six space gems that need to be lodged on a pegboard. Okay. <laughs> uh, which? I give it 96 out of 100 freaky nuclei. Freaky nuclei? <laughs> okay. <laughs> of all the things I could have thought it would come for, that wouldn't have been it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be space jizz related, so I'm happy. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it 43.7 bad rubber sectoid alien masks out of 60. <laughs> <laughs> That's my worst one yet. Um, yeah, I still have nostalgia for this. I still, I still like this movie. Um, I, the, the thing is, though, I, 
in giving it to us to look at, I expected that I had rose-tinted specs on. I thought it was actually going to be way worse than it was in production value, in acting, in plot cohesion and everything else. But actually, I found it quite hard to pick holes in this movie, personally. You just weren't trying. They, you really weren't well, trying. Well, no, they, they had their idea and their structure of where they wanted to get from and to, and there weren't any bits where you go, well, no, no, no. It's like you suspend your disbelief enough. It actually all tallies up quite well. And, you know, some movies are all over the fucking place, so they get the pacing wrong the timing wrong and things just don't work out this just sort of works yeah. on a level yeah. for, for <laughs> what it was it works I think it's because it keeps its pace going and it just cuts through and just keeps jumping around as quickly as possible and it never really gives you time to settle or pay too much attention and by the time you do realize you're being fucked over it's an hour and 22 minutes and you have one minute left you're like oh cool thanks movie yeah it, 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 it definitely had a crown international quality to it <laughs> Oh, it was certainly a Crown International picture. Nice. I'm not sure it deserves its 3.1 rating on IMDb, but there we are. Well, That's what it has. To each their own. Yeah. I'm going to have to see if I can track down the MST3K version of this boss because I'm sure you'll have a good old time with that. Oh, yes. Yes, I'd love that. I would really enjoy that. Awesome. Well, thank you, chaps. Thank you for going easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively. And, and for bringing space jizz into my life. And uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, we should probably wrap up this episode. Who, who's next? Uh, the next one would be mine. So the question is, is do, do, do I attempt to punish you further or actually look for a good movie? Uh, <laughs> time will tell. Time Walker will find out. Mm. Not to be confused with... I see what you did there. Texas Walker. Or Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Walker, Time Ranger. <laughs> now I'd see that movie. It would keep the crystal of your face. <laughs> yeah, now that's a movie I want to see. Space Jizz and all with Walker, Texas. Time Ranger. Yes, Walker, yeah. Time Ranger. Space Jizz, the next generation. <laughs> so, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Join us next time on Assessive Cinema Discourse. Uh, please send us emails, feedback, anything you like. Uh, all the details will be in the show notes. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Later. Jizz in space. Jizz in space. Jizz in my eye. <laughs> From space. From space. From your space into my eye. Don't forget the space. Space <laughs> eye. More space. More, more, more green space. Jizz. <laughs> I may never be able to oh. I'm, I'm still recording all of this. No, no, sorry. Don't forget, you can find our perfect and pristine Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash obsessive cinema discourse. And if you think we missed something on any episode, <laughs> yeah, as if, uh, please do email us at ocinemad at gmail.com and bring your own particular OCD into the light. Or was it ocinemad at Maybe it was O Cinemad at. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was more like Ock. <laughs>
I'm mad at. Or were we thinking Osine Madi? Yeah. 